The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. And welcome to to a brand new episode of Retro Pop. A brand new year at that, too. Welcome, everybody. 2022 in the house, Retro Pop. We're back. We are going strong. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts, and alongside with me, as always, joining us in the new year, Mr. Johnny Townsend. Johnny, happy new year, my friend. How you doing? Happy new year. I have reached the age, Matt. Uh, at the ripe old age of, uh, well, I'll be turning 39 this, this month. Uh, oh, yeah, that's getting up there. But I've reached the age where, where thanks to my bones, I can tell you how the weather's going to be. So that's <laughs> that's where I'm at in my life. Uh, like, my knees are aching today, so I'm like, we're going to get some weather soon. Uh, and they never fail me in that aspect. They fail me in every other aspect, like just being regular knees. But... Uh, when it comes to predicting weather, uh, I'm quickly becoming, thanks to my uh, crippling arthritis, <laughs> I'm quickly becoming uh, a, a meteorologist. Uh, maybe I could get a job at the Weather Channel. You probably could. <laughs> yeah, my knees shaking. Um, um, rain, cold front. Yeah, that's, what, <laughs> that's a segment i would watch it's like an old man on a porch just standing her, there just rocking yeah mm-hmm. just rocking on a chair mm, yeah got my knees little, are fine today i'm gonna got, have nice weather <laughs> got a little constipation going think we're gonna have an earthquake uh <laughs> yeah different, yeah, different, different things that happen to them just mean different things yeah if uh, uh yeah uh i got a little bit of the i had a little bit of the diarrhea today we're gonna get some we're gonna get some flooding <laughs> well look out for mudslides no. <laughs> <laughs> what day you turn uh what what day's your birthday uh the 28th of this month 28th so at the very end okay yeah, toward the end there very good the day the challenger shuttle blew up that's uh what a day well i have chris benoit's birthday if that makes you feel any better well, we're both winning, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, we are. Well, everybody, uh, to our wonderful listeners, we want to start off the new year great fun, and we want to talk about good old corporate America, in a sense. That's right. Uh, yeah. We are talking about um, uh, this month's theme, as we mentioned at the end of our last episode, is uh, is going to be about companies, pop culture companies and, stu- and such. So what we decided to undertake this month, uh, and we'll Obviously, I'm I'm starting this 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 one off uh, as we're going to talk about Kenner toys or Kenner products, depending on who you ask, uh, which is uh, a really, really big name brand. All right. And, and a lot of people's childhoods, even our own. But um, its history is 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 pretty crazy, uh, yeah. pretty wild as far as what uh, they were able to accomplish. And we're obviously going to go deeper into it. But some of the franchises that Kenner got to work with um, in insane, insane what this company was able to pull out. Yeah, you know, it's really fascinating to me when you dive into uh, different companies' histories, just like they're all, a lot of them are always like one decision away from either total bankruptcy or getting a lucky break and really hitting it out of the park. Like Kenner did, uh, you know, Playmates got Ninja Turtles and that kind of saved them. Right. Uh, you, you know, um, Stuff like that, and then there's other companies that just didn't get that lucky. Uh, but yeah, the Kenner story is very fascinating. A real quick plug I'm sure a lot of people know about this, but the Toys That Made Us has a great uh, uh, one of the episodes is a really awesome one about Kenner and the Star Wars line. So, highly recommend you check that out. No, no doubt about it. It's a great one. It, um, yeah, that's going to be a big focus on, I think, this episode because. Yeah, Star Wars did save Kenner, and yeah. it, it, it's an, it's really an amazing story. So uh, we won't spend too much time on it, but we will. Uh, let's jump into our. Well, 
don't, don't spend too much time on it right now. We will get into it momentarily. Um, but uh, let's jump into our personal history with a company known as Kenner. Star Wars, you and your children loved it. Now, the Earthlings at Kenner have asked my associate and me to present the Star Wars collection. Truly remarkable toys and games for your children. What are you so excited about now? My goodness, the Star Wars TIE Fighter and X-Wing Fighter. Now your children can relive our great space battles or collect our wonderful Star Wars companions with Kenner's Star Wars action figures. It's a little you. Kenner's new radio-controlled R2-D2 anyone can command. Ah, the Star Wars land speeder that moves like it's floating. And here's Kenner's Death Star space station. Four floors of action. A trash compactor, too. Yes, R2. That's the Star Wars electronic laser battle. A game of speed, reflex, and reaction. These and other toys and games in Kenner's Star Wars collection are sold separately. Batteries are not included. May the Force be with you and your children. All right, so Johnny, I was actually surprised by some of the uh, the different brands and stuff yeah. that Kenner has done, and I've actually played with a lot more Kenner toys than I uh, than I thought while doing you know than I doing this research. It was pretty cool. Same, same, because uh, I thought it was just going to be, but when you think Kenner, you just automatically think it's just Star Wars. I, yeah, I think of that yellow, reason. like that yeah. old, it's just the old graphic and. The, the old logo, and I'm just like, oh, 70s, 80s. I didn't see yeah. any of that. Boy, was I wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, this, this, they had a lot of toys that I played with very, very frequently. Um, some of the earliest ones that I can remember retrospectively uh, are definitely some of the, Bat- the Batman animated series ones and the yes. Batman movie ones, uh, which is like mind boggling to think that. You know, Kenner did those and, and you know, what they what they had in the in the past. Those Batman toys were everything back in the yes. day. Those animated series Batman toys were crazy. I still remember the day my dad came home and, and, and gave me a uh, we were living in a trailer park and uh, and my dad brought home a Riddler action figure. Riddler is like my favorite Batman villain. Oh, man, Mr. Mr. Freeze. Oh, I'm very excited. I hope they do them right. I hope they do them some justice. I think they will. The actor, I mean, this is a side tangent, but the actor they got playing him was a fantastic actor. So I'm very yes. So I'm it. hoping he does good. But yeah, my dad, I remember my dad coming home. He's like, here is a Riddler action figure. I was like, this is so cool. And I had oh, so man, many different. You got re- to remind me. Sorry, I keep interrupting you. Oh, no, you're fine. Uh, uh, I'm with you on the Riddler, but you got to remind me to show you. Uh, I'll send you a picture of one of my. Uh, prides and joy when it comes to action figures that i kept in the box because i'm an old man now <laughs> please yes yeah. please I'll, I'll make sure i message you after the episode yeah. um yeah it, just those all the different batman variations do you remember i mean do you remember all the the variety they did so many different variations of the actual batman yeah it was like tmnt when they used to dial them up in like different different costumes batman yeah. had, like i had like 10 different batmans with different suits yeah, powers. I had like an orange and black Halloween Batman. I had it was like a it was like a teal Batman for some reason. I had all sorts of different crazy Batman designs, but Kenner was a big part of that. They had they did really good with the with those Batman designs. And something that I found out later on is uh, the starting lineups. Kenner yes. did starting lineups, which I I love to collect. When I see <laughs> them, there's a resale store like right, right next door to our studio. And they sell all those in the box though for like five bucks a piece. Like oh, I picked up, I picked up a Deion Sanders one. I have, you know, all these, all these old favorite players I used to have five bucks a pop for these things yeah. still in boxes. Like Kenner I, uh, was a part of a that. brag. This is a brag. I have uh, the rookie Shaquille O'Neal one and I you have, really? yeah. And I it's still in box. Cause I never took any of these out. Cause I thought these like made great little displays of themselves. Oh, they look and, great. Yeah. And, uh, I think I have a, I have two other ones, Kevin Garnett, and I can't remember the Penny Hardaway. I think are the three okay. that I have. Obviously, basketball related because I'm a nerd like that. But no, I saw them course. at, a, I saw them at a. I always wanted one. I'm with you because I love sports. I mean, I love basketball. I always wanted a starting uh, lineup figure, and finally, I went to a yard sale, and this guy was selling three of those three for stupid cheap, for like still in box, and I think I paid, I paid less than ten bucks for all three of them. Uh, so yeah, man, uh, very happy about that. I don't. I'm not saying they're worth anything, but I love them. They're worth a lot. But the me. fact that you got them, they're a very cool toy. We did focus yeah. on them. Myself and Andrew did for uh, 
uh, two point conversation show. We, we focused on those starting lineups and stuff, but, um, but yeah, so I think they're a bigger part of a lot of people's childhoods than a lot of people realize Kenner made great toys. Um, and we're eventually going to, you know, learn about, they set the standard for toy sizing and, and all this stuff. They were, they were trendsetters. A lot of people don't realize that they just been bought out by a bunch of different companies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess hoard out in a, in a, in a sense, but yeah. um, you know, cause you see all the different companies that bought them general mills uh, Hasbro currently owns them. There's been several others. It's uh, it's, it's, it's pretty remarkable. Uh, you know, what Kenner has done to the toy industry and setting standards that we still, you know, experience today. You know, yeah. when, when we see toys, how about you, Jack? Yeah. yeah. A lot of people don't realize, and you'll probably get into this more with the star Wars talk, but those star Wars toys kind of set a precedent when it came to actually figure sizes. Yes. Uh, when it comes to toys, uh, you know, a lot of them were actually a lot bigger than that. Like the original GI Joes were much larger. And then obviously uh, they became a lot smaller. Thanks to quote unquote uh, star Wars. But uh, I oddly enough, even despite my absolute love and adoration for star Wars, didn't have very many star Wars figures. I was way more of a Ninja turtle kid. So right. I had a bunch of those, but I did have some uh, real ghostbusters toys. Yes. That I absolutely loved as a kid. I had some fun ones. I had Slimer. I was very excited. I wish I still had these. I really miss them, but uh, that's, I didn't realize that was a Kenner product until doing this research. I just never put it together in my head. Uh, so that was probably the big one for me that they did. And obviously the starting lineup, which we already talked about. Um, but yeah, I, I think a lot of people will be shocked at how much a part of their childhood, especially people our age, that Kenner really was. Uh, when they go back and see what products they actually put out, uh, it's pretty uh, prolific honestly i did have some batman ones too uh, but that's uh that's uh, the two that i have most of was ghostbusters and batman yeah i um i'm actually looking at the wall and i forgot i have all these old kenner uh not old one but these are like the 90s star wars figures that are all yeah. that kenner all made power of the force right. stuff like that they took a lot of stuff <laughs> from the expanded universe at the time and turned them into toys and they're like i remember there used to be a huge section of it local toys arrest um, and I actually did find there's a, there's a place around here that resells the original, um, the original counter toys. I actually auctioned oh, off of Vader, Luke and Obi-Wan with the little oh, sliding man. arm. It's got the like the little yeah. sliding arm for a sword and crazy, 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 oh, crazy. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it was well worth it. Pretty surreal getting to see those original toys. Uh, the way. Oh yeah. That's history, dude. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, all right. I think that's a wrap. You got anything else to add to your personal history? No, I'm just very excited about this. I think anybody who grew up with uh, toys like this is going to have a great time learning about the history of Kenner because they're way more ingrained in your childhoods than I think most of us even realize. Absolutely. Absolutely. So with that being said, let's jump into the history of Kenner toys. It's the new Star Wars lightsaber from Kenner. Inflation required. Batteries not included. You can pretend you have powers when you switch on Kenner's Star Wars lightsaber. Ready to feel the force? Yeah! Switch on your Star Wars lightsabers. Close your eyes and go. I got it. Me too. Zach, you passed the test. The force is with you. The Star Wars lightsaber. New from Kenner. Balloons not included. All right, everybody. So Kenner was founded in 1946 in good old Cincinnati, Ohio, by a uh, a trio of brothers, Albert, Philip, and Joseph Steiner. All right, the company was named after the street where the co- original corporate offices were located, so Kenner Street, uh, which was just north of Cincinnati Union Terminal, and it was a uh, it was a pioneer. So what it originally did was uh, use television advertisement. That's what they really started with. Not so much a toy company, but television advertisement for the marketing of various merchandise across the United States beginning in 19, um, starting in 1958. However, in the 60s, they uh, they started to, uh, you know, get it. 
Well, I guess when you're in advertising, you're kind of aiming towards kids, but they started to get, you know, a little corporate a little bit more corporate They introduced a mascot by the name of the Kenner Goonie Bird to be used in both its company logo and uh, its TV ads. The, uh, uh, the famous tagline, it's Kenner, it's fun. Uh, but they had in both animated form and puppetry. And, uh, you know, one of the commercials that they actually produced using uh, the Kenner Goonie Bird was uh, produced by the one and only Jim Henson. And uh, that uh, one of the puppets in that little side note, little one of the puppets in that com- very commercial become the Sesame Street character, Little Bird. So Damn. but Little Bird was eventually phased out by 74. Uh, side note, uh, there is a fantastic new documentary that came out on hbo max all about sesame street highly recommend it i have to watch hbo max it will probably make you cry just fyi i like crying obviously i've only cried HBO three times max. on the show yeah okay That's only three times friends. we both enjoy That's, crying yeah. that is why we are friends. we enjoy sobbing yeah i sob <laughs> uh anytime i take a shower it's when i sob the most <laughs> um so here's some of the uh some of the transitions and stuff the company was purchased by general mills in 1967 um, and the whole bunch of merger stuff and, and, and whatnot. Uh, but the big thing here is around this time, around this late, well, late seventies is when, uh, Kenner really hit its stride. Um, it was making very simplistic toys at the time. All right. So one of its original toys was the bubble Matic, which is a toy gun. I think we've all seen these in movies. It's a, it's a toy gun that blew bubbles. Yeah. All right. Simple, easily amusing. Um, yeah, which yeah is, that was that's how I do, easily amusing. That's how I describe myself on any dating app. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Townsend, podcaster, easily amused. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they did a lot of construction sets early at, back in the day, nineteen late nineteen fifties, girder and panel building sets, construction toys, and the give a show projector, and the easy bake oven. Yeah, see. That's definitely a big one. I remember my sister getting one of those. My sister had one too. You know, this is all, these are some of the early foundational stuff. Um, yeah, the Easy Bake Oven, I, I had no idea it was a Kenner product. The Electric Mold Master, the Spirograph drawing toy, and of course the starting lineup. But what was the big thing for them was Star Wars. They obtained the rights to produce Star Wars action figures and play sets for this trilogy from 1976 through 1985. So they had the rights before the first movie came out all right so before the first movie came out um but that little thing they never they didn't get the toys out before christmas which was a huge like no no um before the very first movie so kids didn't get their like action figures until like 78 i think yeah it was almost a full (laughs) year after the movie came out very part it's very much ingrained in pop culture history though this this a bit no it is it is yeah the documentary does a good job of it but yeah kenner was really not doing well um at this time and and they presented this very this this little sample set uh i believe to george to to a couple others they were just literally putting it together um minutes before i think the one story was that uh the jawa the 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 robe that the jawa used was a cut up sock yep Brown sock that the guy he literally cut up and threw it on the Jawa, and they loved it. They they loved the figure, they loved the detailing, and they 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 did it for, um, very very cheap. We'll go through that. We'll go through those numbers at momentarily, but yeah. um, it was quite the swindle. To yeah, uh, yes. for them to, I mean just to the, just the Star Wars toys in general because that's where Lucas made a lot of his money was with, was with merchandising. Yes. Because the studio that was putting out star Wars didn't think it was going to do anything. Mm-hmm. So he made himself one heck of a sweet deal where he got most of that merchandising percentage. And that's what made him a very wealthy man. Uh, but I definitely remember because I've seen so many toy documentaries. <laughs> I know that's a, that's a brag uh, that, uh, <laughs> you know, Uh, that you know this was the era of melon toys right where you uh like hey we'll make a promise that these toys are coming out which is what they did hey we're going to promise you that these toys are coming out we just won't have them out in time so you can buy wasn't it like a backdrop or something uh some sort of uh empty box yeah an empty (laughs) box basically they, they detailed it 
Um, yeah, uh, but uh, you buy this, and we'll eventually send you. Uh, it's like an it was like an IOU in a way. Oh, yeah, yeah. essentially, and if everyone like sh- crapped on it, they didn't think it would work, but it did. So, um, yeah, real quickly, the the whole background on this uh, on this Star Wars deal, which but the boxing is hilarious. Um, George Lucas didn't think like didn't really he didn't care for the merchandising actually. Um, well, 20th Century Fox didn't. Excuse me. Um, they thought they had a stinker, so they didn't really care for the merchandising rights of the film. But uh, um, Lucas was looking for places, and he actually gave up. I mean, this is kind of a mad stats thing, but um, five hundred thousand dollars of his paycheck to keep merchandising rights, which is one of the smartest things he did. Lucas, yeah. we we talked about Lucas before when we did our Star Wars episode way back when the show first started, and just how like nobody had faith in him. He he, he trusted himself and. Uh, yeah, it worked out really, really well. Yeah, I'd say um, he did okay for himself. I, I'd definitely say he he did. Um, he tried to get people to take this thing up. He tried to get people to take this thing up. These big corporations, mega corporations. I don't know if you remember these toys back in the day, but um, Marvel and DC used to have like these eight, I think it was like these eight-inch action dolls. They were like, yes. they had like a plastic head, pl- I think plastic yes. hands, and a very soft, and, and a soft you know, material-based uh, body. Yes, definitely remember those. And they wanted nothing to do with it. They wanted nothing to do with it. And here, Kenner, as desperate as they were, was like, uh, let's try this thing out. Let's try I this mean, what thing do, out. What do they have to lose, right? I mean, right. you got to try. Uh, but that's really fascinating. That happens so many times. You know, that ha- that same thing happened with the Ninja Turtles franchise, right? When they were going to start making those toys, like they went to everyone and everybody's like, we're not putting out these. These are just so weird and strange. And then Playmates was like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, they became one of the top selling toys. The same thing with Star Wars. So, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's crazy to see how, you know, just how it all panned out, man. It, what a lucky dude. What it, it everything just worked out so well, um, yeah. So like we talked about the 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 the, uh, the early bird packages, um, and stuff like that, and uh, yeah, it, it worked really really well. It worked really 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 well. Um, the 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 fine, the the money the profit from the toys actually did so well for Lucas that it helped him self finance Empire and Return of the Jedi which is a major deal as well. A lot of people don't realize that um, George Lucas and the Screen Actors Guild, uh, you know, were kind of at odds. Uh, Screen Actors Guild, there's a lot of other, like, you know, things. He wasn't, it was a mega moneymaker, but he decided to just, instead of relying on these big, you know, uh, on a 20th Century Fox or these big people to loan out money to develop his films, he did it himself. And that, that's another, you know, thing. And yeah, the, the Screen toy- Actors Guild is so rigid with the rules uh it's sort of like uh uh what are the you know you you move into a neighborhood and you pay for your house but there's like a neighborhood committee or whatever it tells you what you must and must not do yes despite the fact that you paid for your house uh <laughs> you're paying for your house uh but that's kind of the same thing here because i remember in one of the documentaries man all i do is watch documentaries if you listen to the show i do love documentaries that's, that's probably true they're but. a fun time uh, but, you know, when they were making Star Wars, it was a big deal with how he started those movies with the crawl and how it was going up because uh, they wanted it to be way different. They didn't want it to do that. They wanted it to name all the people in it right away, that type of thing, like most movies would do. Uh, but, you know, he wanted to do it differently. And that was a big part of uh, contention. But if you're more in charge of your own stuff, like he was in the second two movies, there's not a lot they can do or say. No. Especially when you're pulling as much money as you are. Too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's insane. That definitely helps. So, you know what? I'll just read them because I have a different vision for what we're going to do for Mad Stats. So I'll read off some of these numbers as we go along. Um, between 1978 and 79, which was that original run of uh, A New Hope or just Star Wars toys, $100 million in sales. Wow. And that's in, 19, in the late 1970s. That's a lot. Of, that's buku bucks right there. I wonder what that is with inflation, or is that inflation? Mm, I can look it up. Let me look it up. I love using my U.S. my U.S. inflation calculator. It's my. I'm very curious about that because that's a lot of money in this. I mean, that's a lot of money now. That's got to hit a billion, right? It's got to hit a billion yeah, amount of right? money. 
let's see, 1970, we'll say 1978. What did I say? A hundred million. Yeah. Oh, you know, not a billion. It's 426 million. That, that, well, but if you're a small company like Kenner starting out, that's a, uh, and that's a lot. And you're taking yeah. a chance. That's, uh, that's amazing. For sure. 326.3% inflation um, in that, in that span. So that's like, that's crazy. But yeah, so the original lineup was Vader, Obi-Wan, Han Solo, C-3PO, a stormtrooper, a Jawa, sand people, a death squad commander. Um, but th- that was the original lineup and such. So, and the deal was crazy. They signed, you know, they signed this agreement. Fox and Lucas split a nickel for every dollar sold on Kenner toys. Um, <laughs> but the deal was renegotiated. Um, you know, they had it. Kenner had a, to keep the uh, to keep the, the the licensing of Star Wars. They had to uh, produce enough material, give uh, Lucasfilm ten thousand dollars in royalties. Yeah. Which, if you see those numbers, one hundred million dollars in sales, that ain't nothing. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's that's literally yeah. peanuts. But this is where they messed up. Uh, <laughs> but. Uh, but so after whatever return of the Jedi came and went, they produced like 79 figures did really, really well for themselves. But um, in the early nineties, they forgot to pay Lucas the $10,000. So the contract was voided. And uh, coincidentally around that time, <laughs> he now said he was going to start working on the prequels. Yep. <laughs> you dog, you, um, yep. This time, I think Kenner's pretty much a Hasbro product at this point, and they had to renegotiate a new deal, 18% base royalty rate. So um, Lucas started to make a lot more money. He would have made a ton more. Um, he would have made a, a, a ton more if, you know, the, the deal had been a little bit smarter um, early on. But, yeah, this is uh, it's, it's pretty wild how much Kenner made off this. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, what a terrible terrible thing to have to go through but yeah star wars was the big thing for them and they did so much other stuff they they partnered with dc they did a superpowers collection which was their next big one after the star wars interest in star wars kind of went out you yeah, understandably so no movies yeah why do I, why do kids want to buy toys for this completely understandable so you got to move in a new direction and they did pretty well with that um adding some new you know for for the 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 superpowers collection for DC. They had some cool features like uh, action, action things, which was very unique at its time. Um, you squeeze the legs and Superman would throw a punch, you know, that sort of stuff we see, uh, which is all too common. Now, this was a counter innovation way back when in the early eighties, which is, uh, you know, pretty remarkable. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they did, very very well for himself of course we taught you you mentioned the the real ghostbusters toys which were uh based on the animated series and uh they did very very well for themselves um which yeah by the way those uh the animated series and the toys uh are kind of incredibly creepy <laughs> so they yes, did a really good job there they did they really did and of course you know i'm going to mention a whole bunch of other ones that we did but uh they're kenner I mean, I guess Kenner was loosely affiliated with Hasbro, but Hasbro officially like got him like in the early 2000s. I think that's that's what I understand reading this. Um, but yeah, they they made a couple bad business decisions. Um, they did some Jurassic Park toys that didn't do very well. Uh, they over which, is, which oh. is wild to me because I remember those Jurassic Park toys, and I would go because you know I love the movie so much. Yeah, I would go constantly to like anytime my parents were going to walmart i'd go with them and i'd be like i gotta find a velociraptor and i never ever found one <laughs> which is so wild bad. i think the thing that hurt the dinosaurs did well but the people characters which yeah. you don't buy Jurassic park toys for for people characters yeah. right but i, mean, um, I would now as an adult oh yeah. as an adult 100 percent. but as a kid no dinosaurs all the way yeah. all the way um but yeah they made a couple really really bad decisions really you know they overproduced, you know what I mean? They really renegotiated this big deal with, with Lucas for, for the new, you know, for the prequels. 
and they overproduced. I remember there was so much Star Wars Episode One merchandise. Like, oh yeah, as a kid, it was overwhelming, and the movie wasn't as beloved. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of like a lot of just toys, leftover toys sitting on the shelves, and, and and this and that. Like it was just bad. They ended up completely closing down the the department in Cincinnati, which was where Kenner had originated in. And, uh, and yeah, eventually Hasbro really got, you know, eventually Hasbro got their, you know, got their bearings going, but yeah, episode one was kind of the, uh, the final nail on the coffin for, uh, the original Kenner team. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of, that's Kenner in a nutshell, really. It, honestly, it's a lot of, just a lot of big time pop culture, but, uh, star Wars was the be all end all this. It, it saved Kenner. It kept him open for a long time and then closed uh, Kenner <laughs> and then closed Kenner at the same time. Yeah. Um, cause they screwed up and didn't pay that royalty check, uh, I guess in a sense. And, and it just, yeah, just too much, too much, but, um, but that's it, everybody. We're going to take a different look for Matt stats, uh, coming up, uh, right after this, uh, this little transition. Yahoo! It's showtime! Hey, annoying hombres making you do stuff you hate? Don't lose your head. Make them history. Ah! Think that's scary? Watch this! Whoa! That went right through me. Did you see that? Now watch this. First, a double team. Ah! Now, a double scare. Ah! Nobody beats me. Ah! So when you want to scare somebody, give me a call. Beetlejuice! 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 Gaggle! All righty. So um, we've already mentioned some figures, you know, sales figures and stuff like that. There's not too much of that, but I wanted to go through a list of all the product lines that Kenner Toys uh, produce. And it's actually it's a very, very impressive list. A lot of I am am strangely excited for this. (laughs) This is it's it's honestly pretty cool. Like they're a powerhouse in the 1980s. I will say that they were an absolute powerhouse in the 1980s. Um, yeah, actually, should I? There's a timeline. You know what? We'll do this. We'll go through the. We'll run through the product lines. And then we'll run through the actual like year for year timeline. Um, we'll we'll, we'll kind of do like that when they introduce these certain the products. So, Alien, yeah, Baby Alive, Banjomatic, Batman and Robin, Batman Forever. Batman Returns, Batman the Animated Series, Batman Total Justice. I think they like Batman a little. Oh, man. I just seen some of these other ones a little bit down. Battle Brawlers, Beast Machines, Transformers, Beast Wars Transformers. Oh, man. Yes. I loved Beast Wars. Yes. I was a Dinobot fan. Yes. I like the, the Raptor dude. Yeah, that's Dinobot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. You see that one? That's another side tangent. You see that one where he dies? Good gosh, I cried so much on that. It was emotional. Yeah. He flip flopped. Yeah. He was a good guy. Yeah, those are the characters I liked once I had a big, you know, you kind of like don't understand them at first and then you get to know them more and you're like, oh man, there's so much more to this guy. There was a lot. There was a lot of cool toys. I had a giant Optimus Prime, like the gorilla, and then he could transform into himself. It was the craziest thing. That's Uh, so cool. Uh, Beat the Buzz, Beetlejuice. So that's a pretty big. I remember those. Line there. Yeah. Big Burger Grill, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures, uh, <laughs> The Bionic Woman, Blythe, Bone Age, Bubble Matic, Building Blasters, Building Boulders, Flintstones, uh, Butch and Sundance, The Early Days, Capital Critters, Captain Planet and the Planeteers. That's a pretty oh, cool one. I remember those. Yeah. Care Bears. Oh, oh man, that's, that's a, a big one. Big moneymaker. Yeah. Care Bear Cousins, Cassette Movie Projector, Centurion, Centurions, Chuck Norris Karate Commandos. How did this place ever go out of business? How did I not know that that existed? It was How an did... animated series that it, it was, oh, oh. <laughs> it only aired five episodes in 1986, but they had the toy rights to it. Did they put out any toys, though? It says they did. Oh let man, me, I got Google. Yeah, Google it real quick. I'm very excited about this. <laughs> uh, I was a Chuck Norris kid uh, back in the '80s for sure. Uh, oh, oh, these are freaking cool. Oh man, uh, I'm sending. I'm sending you right now. I'm yeah, sending you a picture do. right now. 
These are cool. Oh, I'm getting excited about this. I just sent. There's right. like four different Chuck Norrises. They don't really look like uh, him. <laughs> those are cool. The boxes are the boxes are really cool too. Oh my oh, man! How did I not know about this show? I'm gonna find. I bet you you can find those five episodes on YouTube or something. I'm sure you could. Go. I'm sure you could. Uh, close and play. Congo. Daddy Saddle. Oh, dear God. That does not sound right. <laughs> Darcy Covergirl. That's Drag- an adult toy. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Dragonheart. Duke. Easy Bake Oven. Fashion Star Phillies. Fast 111s. Finger Pops. That's also. That's and also very toy. dirty. <laughs> Luppy Dogs. G.I. Joe Extreme. <gasps> they did the Gargoyles toys. Oh, I'm mm, man. Team Brooklyn over here. <laughs> Me and Chris were just at this place called Niagara Emporium here, which is a huge resale shop. Yeah. And on the wall, they have all the original Gargoyles toys. Oh, going, in the packages are still going for like 50 bucks. They're going for like 50 I believe bucks it. a pop. Yeah. Girder and panel building sets, which you said with some of the original ones. Uh, give a show projector, glamour girls, gun that shoots around the corner, the Hardy Boys. So they did some merchandise for them. Motorized home workshop, hug a bunch. Hugo, Jurassic Park, Knight Rider. Oh, yeah. That's pretty neat. That's really neat. Uh, Lil Loggers, Littlest Pet Shop, which was a big thing in the 2000s. Yes. And 90s. Mega Force, Mega Bug Gladiators. Um, Mask. I remember that not, one. Yeah. Not the Mask toy, but the 1885-86 French animated television series. Wait, is, no, that ain't it. Is it? No. Yeah, it's, it's not the, the Mask, but... It's M A S K. Just M yeah. dot. Yeah. Milky the Marvelous Milking Cow. Yeah, another adult toy. <laughs> Movie viewer, Mummy's Alive. Oh, I can't remember that show. You only read it for one season, but I do remember it. Um, My Magic Genie. Play Doh. Yeah, Play Doh. They that, did a- that's the one I forgot to talk about. Obviously, when I was a kid, I had a lot of Play Doh. Yeah. I used to love smelling it. I don't know why. I'm a weirdo. Yeah, it's got a distinct smell to it. Yeah, <laughs> it really does. Um, play play and play back organ. Um, Police Academy. Oh, Power Sub. Predator. <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark. I got to get some Police Academy toys. Yeah. The real Ghostbusters. I get that Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> <laughs> Redline. Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. Robocop toys from the animated series. Uh, Robot Man and Stellar, Rose Petal Place, Roto Draw, Run Joe Run, Savage Mondo Blitzers. You know why the 80s and 90s were so cool with cartoons? Because they would take a hardcore R-rated film like Robocop and say, let's give it a cartoon for the kids. (laughs) (laughs) And they did that constantly. They did that with Rambo. Uh, They did it with a bunch of other movies, I believe. (laughs) No wonder why this generation's fucked up. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Seawees, The Shadow, Shadow Strikers, Silverhawks. I know our good friend Andrew Lynch from Let's Talk But No Politics Okay is a big fan of those. Yep. Steel. Wait, is that like DC? Yep, DC Steel. Uh, Zoids. Sip Along Sam, The Six Million Dollar Man. Sky Commanders, Small Soldiers. I remember that movie. Great movie. Yeah, I need to rewatch that. I really loved it. I watched it. I think last year, what during the middle of the the quarantine, it was really it was crazy how cool that was. Spirograph, SSP cars and Smash Up Derby, Supersonic Power, Star Wars, starting lineups which are huge. Strawberry Shortcake, Stretch Armstrong. So I think they. I don't know if they created them, but because of some of the mergers, they inherited a yeah. lot of these classic toys. Um, superpowers collection, Superman, the animated series, Swamp Thing, back to your point, Terminator 2, Judgment Day, <laughs> uh, Turn It Tune, VR Troopers. That was I remember cool. VR Troopers. That yeah. was a cool show for like a year or two. Vortech, Waterworld, Wish World Kids, XRC, Zippity Speedway, Zoom Loom, Automatic Weaving Machine. So I love that Waterworld was one of those because what kid? It has watched Waterworld and it's like, I need that action figure. I know. <laughs> of Wonderworld. 
Um, so here's, a, uh, here's I guess, a, a timeline, I guess, of when these toys were released. I guess it could have been included in the history part, but we didn't have a whole lot of stats, so what the heck. Um, and I guess it does provide some stats, too. Uh, 1949, Kenner, Bub, Bub L. Rocket, it sold over 1 million units. All right. Um, 1956, they introduced Play-Doh, which offered a single color, white. Yep. <laughs> 57, they added three additional colors to Play-Doh. 1958, uh, that's when they started using the national te- uh, nationwide television advertising. 1959, introduced the Give-A-Show meter, a product that was to be oh. a success. <laughs> I thought he going to say something else. Give a- uh, Oh. <laughs> 1963, they set up a year-round New York showroom, and they, uh, that's when they introduced the Easy Bake Oven. I am hungry for some Easy Bake Oven brownies right now. Oh, yeah. Um, 1964, Kenner's, uh, that's when they introduced the gun that shoots around the corner. That's a cool what a, thing. What a weird I know. gun. Yeah. What a mouthful. That's like those yeah. old Christmas movies we talked about. Mm-hmm. Or, or those, long, those long, very descriptive names. Uh, 1965, General Mills, they, that's when they purchased uh, Rainbow Crafts or whatever, Kenner. 1966, Kenner introduces Spirograph. 1967, um, the close and play phonograph 68. Oh, that's nothing there. So let's see what else we got. 1973 Kenner introduces baby alive, which is the number one baby doll of the year. Yeah. That one was a big deal back then for sure. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, 71. They introduced a jukebox, a toy that played a bunch of songs recorded by Kenner employees, <laughs> including spoonful of sugar and super califragilisticexpialidocious. Love that was like it. the kids bought before kids yes bought. oh dear god um 75 is when they broke the 100 million dollar sales marks this is before they even got star wars which is pretty crazy um that's when they introduced the six million dollar man figures uh 76 they introduced stretch armstrong 77 is when they got the star wars property 78 oh they broke over yeah they broke over all the 200 million dollar sales mark 80, they started introducing the Empire Strikes Back toys, which are crazy. And then they introduced Strawberry Shortcake mini dolls. Um, 83, they added four additional colors of Play-Doh. Oh, man. Basic eight, rainbow pack colors. And then that's when they introduced the Star Wars Return of the Jedi toys. Um, 300 million Star Wars related toys sold since 77. So in a six, seven year span, that's a lot of toys. Yeah. Um, Care Bears get introduced. Plush toys. Um, in 83 as well. Um, 84, it's when the superpowers action figures, of course, they each, uh, they each, the DC stuff, they each came with their own miniature comic book, which is pretty cool. 85 is Mask. Uh, 86, the real Ghostbusters action figures. Um, 87, Tonka and Kenner start working together. So Tonka is another one that uh, Kenner starts producing. Um, 88, the starting lineups. Uh, 89, the real Ghostbusters toys, they get like an extra boost to the second movie. Uh, 90, they start doing the Batman toys. Yeah, there's it's a lot of good stuff. Dino Mania, that's really 93, they do Jurassic Park. Um, they even have some stuff to do with, with Nerf, actually, which is interesting. There's some affiliations with Nerf there, that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, you know, Star Wars, Batman and Robin, they do some NASCAR, NASCAR related stuff. Uh, it's a lot of stuff. So that everybody, that's that's Kenner Toys, this, you know, stats, their 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 products. Let's head on over to uh Johnny's Did You Know. Batman's battle against crime never ends. And now you can bring the action home. Batman, ha-ha, you missed. Yeah, but I only missed once. You can't escape Joker. Just watch if you can. You won't be alone for long. And in the Batcave. No criminal can hide from Batman. Batman, gotta run to jail. Each item sold separately from Toy Biz. All right, so I did something a little different with this segment as well. Um, we're going to f- do some top 10 lists. I got three of them here that I think are pretty fascinating. And who doesn't like a top 10 list, right? I mean, I love top 10. I literally have a show dedicated to top 10 lists. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, that I beg to be on constantly because I love doing lists. Uh, <laughs> so 
I figured I'd cover two of the big franchises. Uh, we're going to start first with, uh, according to CBR.com, uh, 10 best Batman figures, right? Uh, we're going to go, and all these are Kenner. Uh, number 10, the Riddler, the Batman Forever version. That's the Jim Carrey one. Oh, I don't know if I did. I have that one. I don't think I, I don't know if I, I might actually might have had that one. Uh, number nine, transforming Bruce Wayne. That's from Batman Forever. Basically, Bruce Wayne transforms into Batman. I mean, it's, that's all it is. Uh, number eight, that original, the the all black Batman from the 1989 movie one. Okay. Yeah, everybody is. I guarantee you that if you're into toys, you've seen that one. Absolutely. Uh, number seven. This might be my favorite one on here. The Penguin from the DC Superpowers line. He is. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's a chubbier looking penguin. He look kind of looks closer to. Uh, the this is before the animated series, but I would akin him more closely to that version. Okay. He's got like a he's got like a multicolored umbrella with him. It's pretty sweet looking. Okay. Uh, number six is the Two Face from Batman Forever. So you got your Tommy Lee Jones uh, fix there. Oh man, that's I definitely had that one. Yeah, I definitely had that one. Uh, number five, this one's fascinating to me from the Batman Returns. Uh, line a robin because apparently uh they were originally the original rumor was robin was going to be in that and of course he's not but you can get the figure it's uh i think it's one of the wayans brothers actually oh really yes i i think i've read that before it's 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 one of the way it's either that one there's a robin toy out there where it's one of the wayans brothers who is supposed to be robin let me i'll find this as well you keep going yeah, that's from Batman Returns to help you out. It's from the Batman Returns series. Uh, Catwoman from also from Batman Returns is number four. Uh, number three, Batman. This is the blue and gray suit from DC Superpowers. It just looks so cool. That that DC Superpowers lineup uh, brought back. If you look, just look at those, there's a lot of nostalgia there. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, number two, you're going to get the Joker from the 89 movie. I mean, he had to appear on this list somewhere. And then the number one, uh, the best Batman figure from Kenner was a two-pack Batman and Robin Guardians of Gotham City from Batman Forever. Uh, basically, just them both. Uh, I mean, it's a very famous scene of them running towards the camera that I think everybody's seen when those movies are coming out. That's basically what this is trying to redo there. Did you find it, Matt? Yeah, so it's shaped like the face is structured like Marlon Wayans, and they yeah. like repainted it in some instances. It's very, it's it's interesting. Here, I'm sending you a picture right yeah, now. Please do, please do. There it is. <laughs> wow! Yeah, nailed it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so let's move on to Star Wars. I now have two Star Wars lists. We're going to start with the ten best. Vintage Star Wars toys. This is according to a website called willjackslab.com. Uh, number 10 from 1985 was the Imperial Gunner. Uh, number nine from 1998 was the at at driver. Matt, do you say at at or do you say ATAT? I do ATAT. I do both, but, but I get I'm why being... people do both. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I don't, it's just... I'm not going to crucify it for it. It's just so much quicker to say at at. It is. <laughs> I think it's what it is. <laughs> uh, but also feel like I'm one of those aliens from Mars Attacks. At at. You know, just, <laughs> uh, Fantastic film. Yeah, I love that movie. Uh, number eight, uh, Chewbacca the from the 79, that original run. Uh, number seven, Han Solo with his Bespin outfit from 1981. Ooh. Uh, number six. From 1999, you had the electronic C-3PO and R2-D2. I remember seeing these because they had those Try Me buttons on them. Yes. And you could push those and you could, uh, anything they had that in the store, I was pushing the button. I'm one of those guys. <laughs> uh, number <laughs> number five uh, was, of course, Boba Fett. He's a very infamous figure uh, from that, uh, that 1979. You know, obviously, the, it's probably one of the most expensive figures now if you can get that original one. With the um, where before they changed the spring, oh, they actually had the fiery yeah. torpedo, that's right, yeah. yeah, that one's really expensive now. Uh, but <laughs> here's a little fun fact um, Boba Fett's series just started on uh, Disney Plus, right? The first episode right. came yep. out recently. I really liked it, but the reason I'm bringing it up is 
uh, I was talking to my mom about it and she kept asking, she, she goes, Boba fat. I go, yeah. She goes, apparently this all the time. She thought it was Boba fat. <laughs> <laughs> that is adorable. Your mother yeah. could do no wrong in my eyes, uh, uh, which is the greatest thing I'd ever heard. <laughs> uh, so, and that's a picture I must draw at some point is Boba fat. Please do. Uh, number four, uh, Yoda. 1981 when i was in middle school yoda was by far the most popular star wars uh person like everybody loved yoda i have a cool story about that one if you don't mind me sharing yeah go ahead please so when we were moving into so my dad grew up in the house that i was raised in as well all right my dad his three brothers his two brothers and his sister grew up in the house that i grew up in yeah and uh when we moved in in 1994 or five they were unclogging some pipes or something in the basement and they found a, the Yoda toy in the pipes. Whoa. Yes. I don't know where it went after that, <laughs> but it was, an, it was an original empire strikes back Yoda toy. That's they so found cool. It in the pipes in the basement. I remember that. That's probably one of my earliest childhood memories is is them pulling that toy out like when i was like four or five years old that's a treasure man yeah that's true treasure i wish i yeah. knew where it was i really do but oh, that was man. that was crazy but but my dad my you know my dad grew up in the 80s and stuff they had all they had all the cool toys atari yeah. all that stuff so it yeah. made perfect sense all right number three princess leia in uh, uh 1983 for number three it was princess leia in her disguise i I never pronounce this, but you know, in Return of the Jedi, when she goes to save Han Solo, that her body hunter. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, number two, Darth Vader from seventy nine run. Uh, that would that would also be the one I would probably want the most. Is that Darth Vader? Oh yeah. Uh, come down to him or Luke Skywalker because I'm a giant Luke Skywalker fan. But uh, speaking of which, number one, nineteen eighty, Luke Skywalker in his Bespin outfit. That's what they consider the best Kenner Star Wars figure. But now we're going to have some fun, Matt. And I'm going to encourage you to look some of these up so you sure. can enjoy Absolutely. these. Uh, this is the top 10 worst looking Star Wars figures. Uh, no. oh uh, this is covering all decades, including past Kenner. Uh, but so just so you know, but number 10 from 1985, the power of the force line was Han Solo. Because if you look at it, he's got one of the swollest necks you've ever seen. That Nick is you said what year? Popping. What year? 19, 1985. 1985. Power of the Force Han Solo. He's got a humongous neck, like a really fat, swole neck. Let's see. No, that's not it. It's pretty incredible. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He looks like, uh... yeah, he big boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I found it. Yep. Uh, number nine. Talk about Han Swolo. <laughs> oh, man. I enjoyed that way more than I should have. enjoyed <laughs> it quite a bit. Uh, number nine in 1995, also from the Power of the Force line, was a Luke Skywalker that does not look like Luke Skywalker. Uh, the article I read said it looked more like a younger Ron Perlman, which I kind of saw. <laughs> kind of does for sure. Uh, yep, yep. Uh, number eight <laughs> is also from the Power of the Force line in 1995. Is Princess Leia? Uh, I think that's who it's supposed to be. <laughs> because if you look like it, it kind of looks like it would be. Uh, maybe she had a stunt double, and that's the figure they put out instead. Was her stunt double instead uh, of actually her? Uh, it's pretty incredible. You know, in fairness too, it's on, and I'll put this on record. It's. I've noticed for toy lines. It looks like Michelle from Dodgeball. Yes. No, or the, no, the no, not Michelle, the the Russian chick. Yes, it looks like the Russian yeah. girl from uh, Dodgeball. Oh my god, that is not Princess Leia. Yeah, not at all. But you know, getting a woman's likeness on the toys for whatever reason seems to be way more tough. Isn't it weird? That's weird. Yeah. Uh, number seven, uh, Princess Leia again from 1998. Also, Power of the Force again does not look like her. <laughs> Yeah, these Power of the Force ones were a little rough sometimes. Later. Yeah, and we're going to get away from the Power of the Force. We're going to move on up from that. All right, number six. 
is a 2013 Chewbacca. Uh, and the article I read, <laughs> uh, and I'm quoting the article here, said, it looks like a stringy turd. Because <laughs> they did a terrible job on the fur. Uh, he came in a two-pack, and we'll talk about the, the character he came with later. Uh, but he doesn't look good. <laughs> See what I'm talking about, man? <laughs> yeah. This yeah, is not this is not their uh the best not their work. best. Yeah. Uh number five. We're going for in 2007, there was a Luke Skywalker. It was the 30th anniversary. And I've never seen a more pale looking action figure. <laughs> uh maybe they're trying to make him a vampire or something. I don't know, Matt, but he's incredibly pale uh, in this one. 2007. Luke Skywalker, 30th anniversary edition. Uh, he's really, really pale. Yeah. Um, Pretty wild. Yeah. I. He looks like a jar of mayonnaise. All right. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> uh, number four, another Princess Leia. This one's a more recent one from 2019 Vintage Collection. Is what it's from. Again, doesn't really look like Princess Leia. And we're getting uh, now where they can do like head scans and stuff. So it's it's way less of an excuse here. What? Oh, it's a retro collect. Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) It looks like they slapped the hair buns on like a Han Solo headpiece. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of Han Solo, number three, Han Solo from the 1978 run just because he really does i didn't realize this just how huge they made his head on that figure it is pretty huge let's see i don't know why i never noticed that before but this head is uh comically large yeah no need for that (laughs) i just make his head just a little smaller and you would have had it just fine (laughs) uh number two luke skywalker uh 2015 the black series it's his return of the jedi one and it's just a wild weird looking figure like it's just very strange it's very odd ones yeah from the black series which is a very heralded in the collector's market like that's one of the ones that star wars collectors go for is that black series i know yeah that's the big one right now um yeah yeah this is uh no (laughs) <laughs> yeah no not a fan not a fan but number one and this is also my favorite one in 2013 han solo uh, who was packaged with that uh chewbacca one we talked about before <laughs> uh matt i really hope you find this one because this han solo i want you to find a picture of his face <laughs> uh i've never seen you know like I may or may not have uh, experienced this before, but when you have like a family get together for whatever reason, and your aunt comes there and she's uh, a little bit plastered already. Uh, so what I'm trying to say is this Han Solo looks like your drunk aunt. <laughs> I can definitely see that. See what's coming a little blurry. So I can't get the perfect face, but I can kind of tell. Yeah. I can lightly tell. And yeah, uh, yeah this is, not very it doesn't look like harrison ford at all yeah and also a side note there are some really fun star wars knockoff toys that came out uh that yeah. i encourage you to look into they're just really fun 100 <laughs> percent. and in fact the market for those went up because the star wars toys went up and people found those pretty funny so people started buying them uh yes. so yeah those those are some treats man good yeah. job finding those that list good job finding those lists those were fun Thank you, thank you. All right, so that was the Did You Know? Let's talk about Kenner and where they stand in today's pop culture. It's the real Ghostbusters Firehouse playset. Megman, our firehouse is haunted. No way. Oh, no. I've been gooped. Ghosts at the stadium. The real Ghostbusters, each sold separately, assembly required. Hey, buddy, see anything weird? It's Tom Stone Jackal. Yeah, well, I mean, like we talked about through the majority of this episode, right? Kenner set the new standard. Three, you know, 
um, oh, what was it? Three and three quarter inch figures. Yeah. Um, is the new standard height. And I think it's the perfect size toy. It really is. Anything bigger was too messy in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I used to, I used to love toy biz used to have these like giant 12 inch deluxe X-Men and Spider-Man and Marvel figures. And they were a lot of fun, but they weren't fu- as fun as playing with those little guys. You can, you know, put in fake, like I used to make fake buildings out of boxes and stuff. And Oh yeah, you me re- too. You couldn't really like, you can't do that with the, with the larger figures. These were perfect. They were the perfect price. I think back then, you can get an action figure for five dollars, six dollars, seven dollars. Oh yeah! Now it's insane because they know that there's people collecting these things and the price is going up. And yeah, a cheap you know, action figure now is ten bucks. Yeah, at at the very least, I've seen I've seen those three and three quarter inch figures go for like sixteen bucks and in some. It's man, it's insane. Um, toys have definitely definitely changed um, since we were kids, but that was the standard back then. That was the standard. Those are the perfect toys. And, uh, you know, Kenner is always going to be looked fondly upon for what they did for Star Wars action figures. That's that's their legacy. You know, they, they have Play-Doh and Easy Bake Oven, but it's Star Wars is where, where it's really at. And there's always going to be people looking to collect those. Star Wars is always going to be popular. And as long as Star Wars is popular, Kenner toys will always be popular with it. So, yep. Yeah, I agree completely. Uh, as long as they put out Star Wars toys, Kenner will always be remembered. So, and I don't foresee a point when they're not going to put out a Star Wars figure, especially now, because they're just constantly pumping out uh, Star Wars stuff. So, yeah, it's, with a that, Ugh, yeah, it's just a machine now, and they're just going to constantly get new uh, Star Wars toys, you know, because of that. So, yeah, Kenner's legacy will always be around. And while I totally agree that the Star Wars is by far the one that they'll be remembered for, but the fact of the matter is, you know, Easy Bake Oven, Play-Doh, these are all things that are just in the pop culture lexicon of, you know, when people think of toys. You know, these are just very famous toys that we all know uh, growing up. Who hasn't uh, known somebody who got an Easy Bake Oven? Who hasn't played with Play-Doh as a kid? Even today, those things still happen. So, uh, I think Kenner's legacy is very, very sound. And man, uh, how cool would it have had to been to be working at Kenner during that Star Wars thing? You know, that documentary does oh, a really yeah. good job of showing how they even came up with the stuff. Uh, like, I just think it'd be, oh man, what fun it has to be to come up with play sets, right? Like, it's just so creative and how oh, much fun you have to have. Putting the plastic uh, together, making them, shaping them up, even just yeah. just getting them set to advertise them. Yeah. Man, like it's so cool. much fun. That's so cool. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think they're going to be around for quite some time, for sure. No, no in doubt. Some, in some form or another. Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. They're even doing throwback ones right now. They're, they're releasing um, they're releasing them now, like newer toys, Hasbro's, with the original Kenner, like uh, a tribute to the original Kenner packaging. That's which, cool. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. I've seen that a few times now. They're doing so they're the same do- thing with the Ninja Turtles original toys. Like yes. They're doing that too. And that's, I got to get some of those. Yeah. Who crazy, right? The packaging is what, it's what's by, you know, selling yeah. it. So, yep. um, but that is it for Kenner, everybody. We have another fun uh, company next week or next, excuse me, next time we talk to you that Johnny has in mind, this company, um, and I'll let him tell you who it is, but man, a, uh, another one who I think has had a big impact on a lot of people's childhoods, the same as Kenner. Uh, whether it be toys or video games or, yeah. or um, uh, you know, I'm sure a multitude of, of various facets. Johnny, what are we talking about next time? We're going to talk about the company that is synonymous. They started out with toys, but I guarantee you most people know them from video games. And that is LJN, a very infamous company who put out some very infamous games. I uh, yes. cannot wait to talk about this. Uh, some of my favorite memories are because of LJN. They put out some games that they're really known for that were not good, not good. But they also put out some games that I didn't realize they, that they were behind that I absolutely love. So it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about LJN. They have a very fascinating history. I'm very excited about that one. And it'll be next time on Retro Pop. We'll have to invite, because uh, I know Trevor's a big fan of LJN. Oh, yes. Yeah. He's a huge fan. So maybe we'll have to invite him onto the show that that episode. I, I'd love yeah, to hear all the good things. 
off to hear all the good things he has to say about LJN. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but that is it, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in again. Happy New Year to all of you. Um, hope it was a great one. You know, we wish you all the best in, in whatever you have uh, planned or unplanned going into 2022. We hope it's a, a successful year. It all starts now. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you in two weeks right here on Retro Pop.